Good day. My name is Dr. Gal Luft. For the past 20 years, I have been the co-director of the Institute for the Analysis of Global Security, a Washington-based think tank focused on energy security. For the past 15 years, I've been a resident of Israel. And for four years, I was senior advisor to the China energy company CFC, at the same time of its dealings with the Biden family. Under normal circumstances, I would be testifying before Congress about my experience with CFC. Sadly, due to circumstances I shall describe here in this video, uh, I am forced to tell you this story via video. My ordeal goes back to uh, a fatal decision I made in March of 2019 to share with the U.S. government my knowledge about the Biden family's relations with CFC. As I said, it was in March of 2019 in a two-day uh, session at the U.S. Embassy in Brussels. I insisted that the meeting take place in March because at the time there were rumors that Joe Biden was planning to run for president. I saw it as my civic duty to alert the government beforehand and give it enough time to probe the issue. I want to be clear, I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat, I have no political motive or agenda. I did it out of deep concern that if the Bidens were to come to power, the country would be facing the same traumatic Russia collusion scandal, only this time with China. Sadly, because of the DOJ's uh, cover-up, this is exactly what happened. The DOJ sent to Brussels a delegation of six uh, people, two prosecutors from the Southern District of New York, by the names of Daniel Reichenthal and Catherine Ghosh, and four FBI agents. One of them was Special Agent Joshua Wilson from the Baltimore Field Office, which also happens to cover the state of Delaware. Now you want to ask yourself, why did the government dispatch to Europe so many people? Why six? Why not two? The answer is that they knew very well that I'm a credible uh, witness and that I have insider knowledge about the group and the individuals that enriched the Biden family. Over an intensive two-day two meeting, um, I shared my information about the Biden family's financial transactions with CFC, including specific dollar figures. I also provided the name of Rob Walker, who later became known as Hunter Biden's bagman. Uh, yet, as we now know today from the whistleblower testimony, uh, Gary Shapley, it took the DOJ a whole 21 months to probe the issue and to actually talk to Walker. But perhaps the most alarming information I revealed was of a mole within the DOJ who shared classified information with Hunter Biden and his Chinese partners. I told the DOJ that Hunter was closely associated with a very senior retire, retired FBI official who had distinct physical characteristic. He had one eye. 
One of the FBI agents at the time even told me, you know, that would be very easy for us to find. There aren't that many one-eyed people in the Bureau. The information I provided the FBI in March of 2019 was fully corroborated nine months later when the famous laptop belonging to Hunter Biden, which contained all the emails and receipts, was handed to the FBI. And guess who seized the laptop from the computer repair shop? It was Special Agent Joshua Wilson, who was with me in Brussels earlier. In other words, the FBI knew about, uh, from me, about the Biden CFC deals before they got hold of the laptop, way before. They had enough time to investigate the issue, but they didn't. After Brussels, I never heard back from the DOJ, but instead of showing appreciation for my whistleblowing, I became public enemy number one. Over the past four years that followed, me, my family, my friends, my associates, we were all harassed, intimidated, and finally, I was prosecuted. Despite all that, on the eve of the 2020 elections, I sent my lawyer to Washington to meet with then acting Deputy Attorney General, Mr. Richard Donahue, to ensure he was informed about the information I had given his department in Brussels 19 months earlier. And also to warn him that there may still be a mole within the DOJ. Mr. Donahue confirmed to my lawyer that he was aware of my claims, but now we learn from the IRS whistleblower that it was Rich Donahue himself who suspended the investigation a few weeks earlier on September 4th, 2020, on the grounds that it was, quote, too close to the elections. Finally, in February this year, I was arrested in Cyprus on an extradition request from the Southern District of New York, the very same office that met with me uh, in Brussels. The seven-count indictment said I violated the export, uh, Arms Export Control Act, and if I convicted, I would face up to 100 years in prison. While I was detained in Cyprus, I was portrayed in the international media as an arms dealer, even though I never traded a bullet in my entire life. In fact, nowhere in my indictment the DOJ claimed or presented evidence that I bought, sold, shipped, or financed any weapons. I was also charged with acting as an unregistered agent of CFC, which is a far-out violation. The DOJ says that I caused the payment of $6,000 a month to former CIA director James Woolsey um, in order to put his name on an article I had ghostwritten for the China Daily newspaper. Nowhere in the indictment, the DOJ mentioned the well-known fact that Mr. Woolsey had been uh, an advisor to my think tank since 2002 and that there was nothing in the article that represented Chinese interest, to the contrary. The notion that I, Gal Luft, spoon-fed a CIA director with policy proposals on China, treating him like a useful idiot, is not only an insult to the intelligence community, 
It is an insult to the intelligence of every American. The US government claims that I acted on behalf of CFC and therefore I'm a foreign agent. But let me tell you a little secret. The same CFC that the US government claims was associated with the Chinese intelligence and quote, an international criminal organization was a 501c3 charitable organization registered in the state of Virginia and approved by the IRS. The same organization was also a major donor to the Clinton Foundation and Columbia University. Needless to say that none of their executives were charged for any wrongdoing. If CFC was indeed a foreign entity tied so closely to the PRC, why was it allowed to operate freely as a public charity? Why did the government expose taxpayers to the risk of funding an entity it knew at the time was so compromised? Why did they, did they not warn anybody? Isn't the role of government to protect its people? I'm also being charged for making a false statement in Brussels. But why was I in Brussels to begin with? Was I there to eat Belgian waffles? The DOJ charged me for making a statement in a voluntary meeting that would have never come to bear if not for my good citizenship. So let me propose an idea. Why won't the DOJ make my indictment public? Do it. Make my day. Put it on your website so that every American can see the nature of the allegations against me the quality of the evidence and the length the government is willing to go to weaponize the justice system to punish whistleblowers like me. I have another idea. Why won't the FBI submit to Congress the minutes from the Brussels meeting? Let everybody see what happened in Brussels. Why not? Are you trying to protect anything? Are you trying to protect anybody? I also hope that the DOJ can explain why they targeted me in Cyprus and not in my home country of Israel, where I reside most of the time. After all, the U.S. shares a bilateral extradition treaty with Israel. So if any of my crimes are real and serious, and this is not just political prosecution, why did the U.S. need to sneak up on me during a short visit to Cyprus? Do they not trust the Israeli judicial system to judge this issue on its merits? What's going on here? Also, why did the DOJ wait six whole years, well beyond the statute of limitation, to indict me? And why did the DOJ choose to unseal to the, the indictment on November 1st, 2022? the very same week of the midterm elections. Could this have anything to do with the fact or the fear that once Republicans gain control over Congress and begin to investigate, their cover-up would be in full display? And perhaps the biggest question of all, why am I being indicted for FARA for a ghostwriting an innocuous article for which I received no payment, let alone from a foreign government, when the mother of all FARA cases, the Biden's systemic influence peddling on behalf of foreign governments for which they raked millions, goes unpunished. 
This is in a nutshell why I decided to act the way I did. Because I do not have faith uh, that I would receive a fair trial in a New York court. Let me tell you why. CFC Secretary General Dr. Patrick Ho, who paid Hunter Biden a million dollars for God knows what, was not allowed to mention the word Biden before the jury when he was tried in New York in 2018. The very same prosecutor who is now after me, Daniel Reichenthal, told the judge at the time that mentioning the name Biden would, quote, add a political dimension to the case. And the judge agreed. Which means that if I'm ever brought before a U.S. court, I would not be allowed to utter the word Brussels or Biden. And the real context of my arrest, me being patient zero of the Biden family investigation, would be hidden from the jury. Let it sink in. I, who volunteered to inform the U.S. government about potential security breach and about compromising information about a man vying to be the next president, am now being hunted by the very same people whom I informed and may have to live on the run for the rest of my life. I warned the government about potential risk to the integrity of the 2020 elections if convicted by a U.S. court, would never be able to vote again in the U.S. elections. Just think about it and ask yourself, who is the real criminal in this story? Thank you for listening.